Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Alaska Beagle Ranch. I'm Dave Dorsey, and I manage the ranch located near Wasilla, Alaska. There are presently 19 beagles and one basset at the ranch right now. Three of the beagles are visiting while their humans are out of state. Presently, we don't have any beagles for adoption. We generally post on our Facebook page, Alaska Beagle Ranch, when we have a pup up for adoption. Thank you to all of our listeners. I know it's been a little while since our last podcast. Things have been crazy busy at the ranch. I'll bring you up to date in just a little bit. This week, we welcome new international listeners from Frankfurt, Germany, and Cariova, Romania. I hope I pronounced that right. In the U.S., we have new listeners from Seattle, Washington, and Staten Island, New York. Of course, our largest listener groups are here in Alaska. Welcome, and I hope you like what we have for you here. We do appreciate your support. The Alaska Beagle Ranch has over 1,800 downloads since we started doing our podcast in November of 2022. While I'm thinking about it, will you take a moment and write us a review? Tell us what you think, how we are doing, and maybe what you would like to hear more about. Help us get the word out about the Alaska Beagle Ranch. You can also help support our podcast by donating on PayPal at Beagle Ranch 907 or Venmo at AK Beagle Ranch. Today's podcast is dedicated to Area, one of the ranch's senior pups who crossed the bridge in 2020. Updates at ABR. Here are some updates on what's going on at the ranch. Bentley and Jasper are back visiting for two weeks while their human is on vacation. Penny was adopted by a beautiful family and is doing well. Buster, the Basset, was adopted by a nice family that had another Basset named Bruce. Sammy the Beagle Mix was adopted by a very nice family. We got a lot of pictures and good reports. Lucky was adopted by an Air Force family. The dad is deployed right now and won't be back until March. When he returns, Ruger too came to us from Husla. His senior human could no longer care for him. For those not familiar with Alaska, Husla is approximately 250 miles west of Fairbanks. It is off the road system, meaning it doesn't connect by road to the closest large city, which is Fairbanks. Ruger II flew to Fairbanks and was driven to the ranch by a volunteer. Ruger II was brought up to date on shots, was chipped, and was neutered. About one month ago, he was adopted to a nice couple in Chugiak. He had a little rough start, but is doing just fine right now. Willis came to us from Homer Animal Control. He is an owner surrendered. He's 10 years young and is now a permanent resident of the ranch. Bonnie came to us on New Year's Eve. She's an owner surrender. She's a large girl coming to us at 55 pounds. She needed a nail trimming badly and had to do it a couple times. We'll have to do it again after the quick recedes. We also cleaned her ears several times. She had a vet visit this past Tuesday. Her shots are up to date, and we got her chip info. She got treated for ear infections. Her health is good, but she needs to lose some weight. I put her on a diet of a half a cup of Kirkland Weight Management kibble, one cup of vegetable, one teaspoon of pumpkin, and one tablespoon of salmon oil. She has lost eight pounds so far, and we'll weigh her again tomorrow to see how good she's doing. We were visited by Dave Allgood of the All Good News and Alaska News Source. 
Dave did a two-and-a-half-minute story on the ranch, and it went viral. I've received comments from almost every state in the countries of Germany, India, and Canada. It's been crazy. It's been hectic, and it's been fun. We got some awesome visibility. If you would like to see it, go to YouTube and check out the All Good News, and the story ran on 124-2024. Or you can go to our Facebook page of Alaska Beagle Ranch, and there's plenty of links. Winter's in full swing at the ranch. We've had a record snow total for the season. We got 95-plus inches of snow so far this winter. Our temperatures lately have been way negative temperatures at night and single digits during the day. For example, last night it got to minus 29 degrees here in Wasilla at the ranch. Right now, we're looking at minus 3 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's 3.30 p.m. in the afternoon. So you see, we've had a lot going on at the ranch, and that's partially why I'm behind on our podcast. I'm changing episodes from every weekend to every other weekend. Before we get on with today's show, I'm going to answer some questions that I've been asked. What does the Beagle Ranch do? The Alaska Beagle Ranch has a couple jobs. It's a retirement home for beagles with special needs. Those beagles we don't adopt out. Their issues are everything from medical to adapting to, to socializing with people and other things. We don't adopt out senior beagles. That's beagles over 10. We feel that they've done plenty to get to an easy life and we'll provide that for them here. Most of the pups are owner surrenders or their owner passed away. They need a home that they can rely on. They need to be comfortable and feel safe for the remainder of their time. We take in beagles who we take in beagles whose present humans can no longer care for them for whatever reason. We foster them with one of our volunteers to evaluate them to see if there's any medical issues, social issues, or any other problem that might need to be addressed. Once they are evaluated and have a wellness check with our vet, shots up to date if needed, spayed or neutered if needed, then we start accepting adoption applications. Is the Beagle Ranch a nonprofit? Yes. ABR is a 501c3. Our EIN is 92-0777712. Can we donate to the Beagle Ranch? Please do. We accept PayPal at Beagle Ranch 907, Venmo at AK Beagle Ranch, or go to our Facebook page, Alaska Beagle Ranch, a link to PayPal, Venmo, our Amazon wish list, or to buy ABR merch. Okay, I see this a lot on social media, so I'm going to cover a subject we discussed back in December of 2022. What to do if your pet is passing away or has died? Not a very pleasant subject, but one you should think about if you have a sick or senior pup. The more you're prepared, the easier it will be for both of you and your pup to go through this transition. Ask questions. If your dog has a health condition or is simply getting older, talk with your veterinarian about what changes may occur as time goes on. Knowing what to expect 
can help you prepare for how you handle future challenges. If you think your dog may be nearing the end of their life, it's also good to have a dialogue about pet euthanasia, putting your dog to sleep, and how your vet performs this service, as well as options afterwards like burial and cremation. Veterinarians usually partner with companies to provide these services after your dog passes. You can also contact other providers who specialize in end-of-life care, like veterinarians who perform euthanasia in your home, to learn more about their services. Generally, we get senior dogs at ABR. I've had seven pets pass away in the past eight years, four from cancer and three from heart failure. Some of you will be able to tell when their name when their time is getting closer and the quality of life isn't there. Euthanasia is a humane way to assist your pup in crossing over the rainbow bridge. It minimizes any suffering your loving pet might have. Lean on your veterinarian. The hardest decision you will ever have to make as a pet parent is if and when to euthanize your dog. Only you can determine the right answer to that question, but it helps to have expert input, input from your vet. One key, key thing to consider is whether your dog is suffering. Your vet can let you know if you've exhausted all the options to make your dog feel better. You can also discuss if it makes sense to continue testing and treatment if your pet's condition will inevitably deteriorate. Have a plan. You'll probably have a better feel for how you'll like your dog's last days to be once you've done some research. Having an end-of-life plan in mind could include if hospice care is a good solution to keep your pet comfortable in their final days. Cooper was on hospice care at home for almost a year with bladder cancer. He did fine on a light pain pill. When his cancer got worse and he had trouble getting up and wasn't stable, he had that look in his eyes. We knew it was time. When euthanasia makes sense for you and your pet, an example if he can no longer walk. Hank suffered from lung cancer and went downhill fast. Lucy, with treatment, battled her bladder cancer for almost a year. When the cancer was too much, you could see her fading away. Who will perform the euthanasia? The pup's attending vet is who I use. Dr. Schmidt at Tier 1 Medical Center in Palmer treated Hank and Lucy. I asked him. Dr. Wellman of VCA Far Country in Palmer was Cooper's vet, and I asked him. Both excellent doctors, and wanted someone I knew, someone that knew me and my pups. Where you like it to happen? An example, the veterinary clinic, at home, or in the park? It's important to understand that sometimes things don't go as planned. Just do the best you can in the situation you're given. In any case, your pet will remember how much you love them. And they loved you. And that's really what matters most. Spend quality time with your dog. Time is our most limited resource. You can't get more of it when it's gone. So cherish the moments that you have left with your four-legged friend. 
Do those things that your pet loves to do with you. Does your dog live to fetch a ball but isn't up to it anymore? Try rolling the ball to him on the ground or just letting him play with it in his mouth. If walks around the neighborhood aren't possible, consider loading your pup up in a doggy stroller or in a wagon for some fresh air. Any time you spend together is good time, even if it's just be in the same room. Your presence will comfort your pup. Give your workplace a heads up. If you have an idea of when you think your dog will pass, you might want to let your work know. That way, they'll have advance notice that you may need some time off soon. Determine what services you want. If you haven't already decided what you want to do with your pet after he dies, now is the time to make that choice. If your pet was euthanized, the veterinarian who performed the service should provide information about your options. Cremation is most common, since mo some city and town ordinances usually don't allow dogs to be buried at home. Burial might be an option if there's a local pet cemetery. I had all my pups cremated. Both clinics offer to have their people take the pups to the pet cre crematorium. I told them no, it was my job. Passages Pet Cremation and Grief in Palmer, Alaska is excellent. Very professional and caring. They also have a private room for you to spend some time with your pet if you would like. They all have matching urns and are all on a shelf in my living room. I kept all the dogs collars and tags. They are at the base of their urns. I want them to continue to be part of the family. What to do if your dog dies naturally at home? If your dog died unexpectedly at home, you could contact your veterinarian for advice, but it's probably easier to go directly to a pet cemetery or crematorium. Either way, you have to transport your pet to the facility. If you can't afford services to care for the body, your veterinarian or animal control can dispose of it for you. Typically, this is the, through a communal group cremation. Joy, Area, and Macy passed away at home. Joy and Area passed away on a weekend evening when it was after hours, and I was unable to get any help. I wrapped them in their doggy blankets and put them in the basement where it was cool. First thing Monday, I took them to the crematorium. Macy passed away on a Wednesday evening. I wrapped her in her blanket and took her to the crematorium in the morning. Give yourself time to grieve. Pets are part of the family, so it's perfectly normal to grieve when your dog dies. Give yourself grace and permission to mourn, understanding that it's going to take time to heal. Don't rush the process. You and your pets deserve this period of grief. I still choke up on this show when I talk about my pups who have passed. Find support. Oftentimes, sharing grief with, with supportive friends and family helps ease the burden of a pet's passing. You can also find pet lovers who understand what you're going through in online communities. Or you can ask your veterinarian if there's a local pet bereavement support group or hotline. If you're having a hard time coping with loss, don't be afraid to seek help. 
find pet support groups, or work with a counselor or social worker. The important thing is to talk with someone who can help you acknowledge and process what you're going through. Support your kids and other pets. This will be a difficult time for your whole family, but maybe particularly hard for young kids who haven't experienced the death of a loved one before. The American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry recommends the following strategies for talking with your kids about the death of a pet. Make your children as comfortable as possible. Tell them in a familiar setting. Be honest and accurate in telling the kids that their pet died and what that means. Answer your child's questions simply and honestly. Talk with your child about their feelings. Offer reassurance and comfort. Give your kids time to mourn and remember their beloved pet. A recent study shows that our pups may also mourn the deaths of other dogs they live with. They, they're also in tune with their family's emotions. That means any surviving pets you still have need your attention, love, and support now more than ever. Honor your pet. For many pet parents, it may help to create a lasting keepsake that pays tribute to the special place their dogs had in their hearts and in their lives. Search the internet and you'll find numerous ways to do this. Some pet memorial ideas include displaying your child's ashes in an urn, commissioning artwork, or wearing a necklace of your dog's paw print. It can also be as simple as hanging onto one of your dog's favorite toys or framing some of your pet's most lovable moments caught on camera. I have pictures of my pups all over the house. Besides their urns being in the house, outside I've painted rocks and put their names on one. That way they remembered in the yard they loved to play in. Remember the choices you make about your pet's final days, and remembrances are incredibly personable. Although others may offer their opinions on what you should do, only you can determine what's truly best for you and your pet. If possible, avoid other major life changes right now. While sometimes it can't be helped, choosing to lay low for a bit if you can will help make the transition easier once your pet passes. Major life events like moving to a new house or changing jobs can make the stress of losing your pet more difficult. Give yourself some time and space to focus on your own mental and emotional well-being for a while. Consider the effects of a new pet in the home. While you'll likely feel the loss of your beloved pet for a long time, now may not be the best time to bring home a new dog or puppy until everyone in the family is ready, including both people and other pets. Someday a new pet will bring you all so much joy, but no pet can ever be replaced. Give yourself time to grieve and then have a family discussion after a few weeks, months, or even years when you all agree that it's the right time for an additional furry family member. I hope this helps when it's time for your loved one to cross the Rainbow Bridge. 
Feel free to contact me for more information. The clinics I discussed in today's podcast don't give me any compensation for men- mentioning their names. It's time for Beagle Spotlight. Area came to the ranch during the spring of 2019. Her human had just passed away, and before he died, he re- recommended she come to the ranch after she was gone. Area was a senior pup, and she was a little out of shape due to, to lack of exercise. She loved to go on walks with my group. I called the Geritol Gang. They were all of the senior pups at the ranch. She was a very sweet pup and loved laying next to you in your chair or on the couch while you watched TV or had your morning coffee. I knew Aria wasn't going to be with us long, but wanted her to feel safe and loved. The day came when she wasn't eating and threw up a couple times. I took her into the vet, and she had a large mass in her abdomen. There wasn't anything that could be done. The vet gave her a few weeks or maybe a month. We came back home, and I spent time with her that night sitting on the floor, just petting her and trying to keep her comfortable. I was updating her status on Facebook when she breathed deep and then exhaled, and that was it. She was gone. It was January 3, 2020. I felt robbed. I'm on it those couple more weeks but maybe it was best that it happened how it did. She was no longer suffering from her illness. She went and joined her human who had passed the year before. I was sad she was gone, but I know she missed her human. Shout out. Shout out to 49 State Kennels and Pet Shop in Palmer, Alaska. Jen donated 11 new kennel pads for our pups. These are very nice pads by Primo. She color-coordinated pink for the gals and green for the guys. We've had them for several weeks now, and they're holding up really well. Hey, guys. Remember, your next forever pooch can be at your local shelter or rescue. Adopting an animal from a shelter or rescue organization not only saves that one animal's life, but it also saves the life of another animal who can now take the empty spot you've opened. Also, most of the people you'll see working at the shelter are volunteers. And the ones at the rescues, chances are they are all volunteers. The Alaska Beagle Ranch is a nonprofit and we depend on donations to help us with our mission. What is our mission? Our mission and our goal are for every beagle especially in Alaska, has a happy home. For our beagles to be happy, they need to be healthy. We only adopt out healthy beagles, so we need your help in paying medical bills to get or keep them healthy so they can find their forever home. Beagles that can't be adopted become resident beagles of ABR. Their medical, food, and upkeep can be costly. We know that the economy isn't as good as we like for it to be. Just a few dollars add up and goes a long, long way. Go to our Facebook page of Alaska Beagle Ranch and you can find out how to donate through PayPal, Venom, or Amazon. Thank you for listening to the Alaska Beagle Ranch. 
If you know someone who is looking to get a beagle, please share our podcast with them. All the episodes will tell you what you need to know about beagles. If you have any questions about beagles, and if they are right for you, email me at alaskabeagleranch at gmail.com or call us at 907-202-4226. You can follow us on Facebook at Alaska Beagle Ranch or on Twitter at Beagle underscore Ranch. If you would like to support the Alaska Beagle Ranch, there are links on how to on our Facebook page. Our show notes can be found at alaskabeagleranch.buzzsprout.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and maybe give some feedback. See you next in two weeks. Ha <laughs> I almost said next week. See you in two weeks at the Alaska Beagle Ranch. <laughs>